Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, lift your hands, lift your voice. Clap unto the Lord tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're the one that makes a way where there is absolutely no way. You're the one who makes a way in the wilderness, who makes a way of escape, who parts the Red Sea. You're the one that breaks chains and opens prison doors and shuts lions' mouths and unstopped deaf ears and opens blinded eyes. He causes the lame not only to walk, but He causes them to run and leap. He causes a lost sinner to be found. Come on, let me tell you about my Jesus. Come on, that's Scripture, but what has He done for you? Think about how good God has been in your life and all the miracles that He's done for you. Amen, amen. He's my Jesus. He's my Jesus. Scripture says that same Jesus whom you crucified is both Lord and Christ. That same Jesus who was there in the beginning. That same Jesus who walked on the shores of Galilee. That same Jesus that was there with them in an upper room as His Spirit poured out is the same Jesus that is in this place right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God wants to increase somebody's faith tonight. God wants to do something in your life tonight. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost here right now. There's no telling what God can do. If we would take our hands off and we would say, here we are. Here I am, Lord. You know what needs to be done. You see what even I do not see. God, work. Work in my midst. Work in my service. Work, oh God, in this place tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. If you promise that you'll get up in a minute. That work. Faith. Somebody say faith. Faith. Say it like you have it. Faith. Faith. A word that we hear, we say, and we declare that we have. Faith is often thought of as just a side item that maybe we might pay a little extra for. It's like the french fries that come with your burger. The burger is what you're really after, but it just so happens to come with a side of fries. But faith is important. Faith is not some side item that God offers you. Faith is essential to your salvation. Faith is essential to your walk with God. And not one of us would be here tonight if we did not have faith in God. Whether it was years ago or today, we got this far by faith. We are all given faith. 
We know some big key verses about faith. We claim to have faith. But we sometimes cringe when we discuss it because we don't want to be put in a real situation where we really need true faith. It's like praying for patience. We know we need patience. But we know now you don't pray for patience because when you pray for patience, God's going to give you something in your life to put you in a place where you learn patience. And faith can be the same way. We say we want faith. We say we want to believe God for the impossible. But we don't want the impossible to come. We don't want the hard trial to come. We don't want the report from the doctor to come. We don't want the adversity up against. Oh, we want faith. We want to see wheelchairs on the wall. We want to see crutches mounted. We want to see all of these things, but we don't want to have to go through the trial to get to it. I want faith, but I don't want a mountain because that mountain would be the very thing that I'd have to say to be moved. I don't, I don't want a sycamine tree to have to speak to. It's like Brother Morgan said when he said they were going to have a faith healing service and everybody that shows up, God was going to heal. And he said, lo and behold, the first person in line was a woman with Parkinson's. And he said, come on, Lord. Couldn't you have given a headache or a hurt toe first? Couldn't you have brought the bar down here and, and made it very easy? No, because that doesn't require a whole lot of faith. But when you start off and you come knowing this cannot happen unless God intervenes. There's no power in this hand or in these fingertips. There's no power on my lips or on my tongue other than what God Almighty himself gives. And he wants to see a work done in people's lives. He wants there to be miracle signs and wonders. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. We hesitate to jump out of the boat. Well, because that's just dumb. That doesn't make much sense. It's like Brother Eddie said at Brother Carwin's funeral. Brother Carwin liked to skydive. And Brother Eddie said in the Air Force, they taught us that you don't jump out of a good airplane. It doesn't make much sense. When Peter steps out of the boat in faith, it doesn't make much sense. It's dumb on sunny days. So I'm certainly not doing it in the middle of a storm. But faith is such an incredible element of our walk with God. Scripture talks about childlike faith. It's amazing seeing children and and hearing them and watching them converse and seeing the faith that they believe anything is possible. That they believe that when they pray, something really can transpire. And all of a sudden, we're grown-ups now and we've got it all figured out. And now all of a sudden, faith doesn't make sense. I'll never forget Brother Clark telling a story to our young people about all of these preachers when he was in the hospital and he was fighting for his life 
All these preachers were coming and praying for him and these big name preachers that you would know and they were coming in there and laying hands on his head and praying and calling down the glory of God in that room and nothing happening, nothing changing, nothing shifting. He said, but a little red-headed boy from his church, five or six years old, walked in to that hospital room with his mother and went and laid his hands and said, Pastor, God, would you touch my pastor? Would you touch my pastor, Lord? Just simple prayers, nothing crazy. He wasn't speaking in other tongues. He wasn't calling fire down from heaven. He just went in believing God can actually heal him. God can actually do a work. And he said within just a few hours, everything shifted. All his numbers were back the way they were supposed to. God had done a work in his life in a moment because a child just happened to believe that God could do what his Sunday school teacher and his mom and his dad and his pastor had told him he could do. We all have stories and testimonies, but at what point does our faith diminish? At what point did we figure it all out and and logic comes into the equation and reason and, and we try to put all the pieces of the puzzle together? Praying for a fever and praying for resurrection seems to be two very different things. Praying for a fever seems like such a simple task because if the fever doesn't break when I pray, then I can just go get some Tylenol and Advil and Motrin and in a few hours that fever may come down. If I'm praying for a fever, I can put a cool rag on the forehead and, and, and do some other things to bring that fever down. I can get involved. But when someone has died, when somebody is no longer breathing and they have pronounced them dead, then I really need to have faith because I can't do it on my own. I cannot see what we need to see happen in my own ability. Every man is given a measure of faith. Well, they say, well, some were given a big measure and some a small measure. Some have been through really hard times and some have had it easy. But regardless of what your reasoning is and your, your logic there, the truth is faith is something if we really ever tapped into its potential, it would truly transform our lives. Those heroes of faith in Hebrews 11 were not men and women who were heroes and they had faith. They were men and women who had faith and because of that, they are considered heroes. If they had not had faith, you would not even know who they were. If Abraham and Moses and Noah, if they didn't have faith in God, if they didn't believe in God, if they didn't trust in God, then we wouldn't be talking about them today. 
there wouldn't be scriptures referencing them because God said, no, I don't need any of the doubt. I don't need any of the murky water. I need somebody who believes in me. I need somebody who comes in and believes that I am who I say I am and I can do what I said I can do. I need an Abraham to step up. I need a Noah that says, you know what? In spite of all the haters and naysayers, I can obey God. I can heed his voice and do what he's asked me to do. Faith to the writer of Hebrews is absolutely certain that what it believes is true and that what it expects will come. It is not some mere hope, but a hope that looks forward with conviction. It's not a I think, it's a I know. The world idea is why not live your life? You only live once, YOLO. Why refuse the pleasure of the moment for an uncertain future? But the word of God tells us there is certainty of both. If we choose a life of pleasure and sin, my future is very certain. But if we refrain and live a life of holiness set apart unto God, then our future is also very certain. Throughout Scripture, you will find many who stake everything on God time and time again. And God proved them right. Abel, Abel gave his most precious possession. And although he died early on for his faith, by the hands of a brother. Scripture tells us he is still speaking to us. When you live a life of faith, death never has the last word. When you live a life of faith, you still speak well beyond the grave. Your life tells a story long after you are gone. Enoch walked with God. When others were walking away from God... Enoch was not just walking towards God. He was walking with God. Brother Kinsey said, There are a lot of people who talk to God, but very few who walk with God. I am thankful for people who talk to God. I'm thankful for people who know how to pray. I'm thankful for for people that go into the prayer room and come to the altar and and pray every day and touch God and, and know how to communicate to God. But if all I do is talk to God, then I am missing out on an opportunity to walk with God and to give Him the opportunity to talk back to me and take me by the hand and walk with me through the cool of the garden. Some of us talk in the Spirit. But what would happen if we began to walk in the Spirit and operate in the Spirit and live in the Spirit? Enoch gets overlooked and overshadowed by some of the greater names. But I am calling out to someone here tonight asking you to walk with God. I can talk to someone from a distance, but to walk with somebody... I'm close. To walk with them means I'm side by side and we're communing together. Scripture said he pleased God because of the faith that was within him. Noah 
with reverence and obedience, took God at His word. He put his entire life, his finances, his family, and his reputation on the line. He laid aside his normal. He laid aside his plans and his agenda, and he embraced a word. The choice comes to all, and we will either listen to or disregard the message of God. Oh yeah, you can live as though the message is of no importance, or you can live as if the message is of most importance. And that's what Noah did. Noah took everything God said. And Noah said, I have faith that I'm not just wasting my time building an ark. I'm not just wasting my time preparing my family. I'm not just wasting my time showing up to church on Sunday night. But I am ensuring another nail in the board of my faith. And my boys are watching me. My wife is watching me and they are seeing that I have faith in God that when others don't see me that way that God would see me that way the rain is going to fall now whether or not you build that ark and have it ready in time is up to you when the sun was shining and the birds were singing and the deer were running Noah must have looked pretty foolish Sometimes what we do doesn't make sense until it does. Sometimes the prayer you're praying doesn't make sense until it does. Sometimes when God puts you on a fast and an extended fast and you don't understand why, but then the day comes and it all unfolds and you see why and you say, oh God, I'm thankful that I have faith. I'm thankful that I live a life of faith in God. Noah is the first man in scripture to be called righteous. When other men broke God's command, Noah kept them. When others were deaf, Noah heard the voice of God. When others were blind to what God was doing, Noah saw the bigger picture. Noah was reverencing while others were laughing and mocking. Faith may not be popular, but faith will save your family time and time again. When everybody else says, I quit. When everybody else says, I give up and I give in. May there still be some Noahs that said, no, I'm going to keep having faith in God. It hasn't rained yet, but I'm going to keep having faith in God. It hasn't happened the way he said yet, but I'm going to keep having faith in my God. Abraham left not knowing where he was going. If faith already knows where it's going, it's really not faith. If you already have got the plans, if you've already got the agenda, if God has already given you the to-do list, then it really doesn't require a whole lot of faith. For Abraham, he never saw the promise fulfilled, yet he never abandoned his faith. To embark and leave to a place God will show you is kind of like an adventure at first, but then what? At the moment of decision, there's excitement and thrill. At the moment of achievement, there is the glow and the glory of satisfaction. But what about the in-between? The moment between promise and fulfillment when it seems like nothing is changing. Can we have the faith then? 
Sarah, by faith, received power to conceive, although she was well beyond age. Abraham laughs. Sarah laughs. And sometimes, if we're honest, God's promises are laughable. Sometimes when God declares something over us, it's a little comical because one plus one usually equals two. But when God is saying it equals five or seven or eight and we're sitting there saying, "We're we're not doing the same math here. Our logic is not on the same page. And God's saying, I just want to know, do you believe me? Do you believe that you are going to in fact have a son? Do you believe that it's really going to happen the way that I declare it to happen? God gave her the ability to believe in the impossible. There are a lot of things desirable but dismissed as impossible. But with God, but with God, but with God, all things are possible oh you can quote it but can you live it you can quote it but can you lift your hands tonight and say I believe that I'm a testimony of that I know that I was in an impossible situation but God made it possible I know that there was no way, but he makes a way where there is no way. That is my Jesus. With man, it is impossible. With doctors, it may be impossible. With medicine, it may be impossible. But with God, but with God, but with God, all things are possible. Abraham again by faith offered his son Isaac. He was ready to offer what was dearest to him. God must come first or he comes nowhere. It's in this moment we struggle when the commandment wrestles with the promise of God. And we say, oh God, you just gave this to me. You just blessed me. You just put this in my bank account. And, and now you're leading me to give it. And now you're urging me to send it to a missionary. And, and God, you're putting me to the test. When what God is asking of me seems out of place to fulfill the promise of God, faith helps make it sense, all of it. There just doesn't seem to be a reason, but Abraham by faith accepts what he cannot understand. Isaac... Jacob, Joseph, all three shows us that faith is not something that diminishes and becomes less needed the older that you get. And I wonder tonight, are there any elders in the building that could say, Brother Long, I still need faith. I still need the hand of God. I still need the help of God. I don't want to lose my faith now. I don't want to throw in the town now and give up. I still need faith. When Isaac blesses his children, he said, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Jacob, it says, when he was dying. Joseph, it said, as he came to the end. It doesn't matter how long you lived. It doesn't matter how long you've served God. 
It doesn't matter how many days you've been on this journey. You still need your faith. You still need God today. As much or maybe even more than you did 20 years ago or 40 years ago or 60 years ago. And some of you say, oh God, I need you now more than I did then. I need you now more than I did in my 20s. God, I need you now more than I did 30 years ago. I need my faith tonight like I have never needed it before. At the end of it all, Paul writes to Timothy. He says, I fought a good fight. I finished my course and I kept the faith. Your faith is as important as your fight. Your faith is as important as the journey that you are on in this race that you are trying to finish. You can lose a lot of things in this life, but you cannot lose your faith. Luke 22 and 31, And the Lord said to Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. Other things can fail you. Other things can let you down and you can still make it. But you cannot make it without your faith. You cannot keep going in this life without faith. It's okay if you fail, but don't let your faith Fail. If everything else is gone, don't lose your faith. Because we know what faith can do. And that's the title of this message tonight. What faith can do. Moses, Joshua, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets... The Bible says if they were to write of all the things, there would not be enough books. There would not be enough ink. There would not be enough people to sit down and jot down all of the things that God has done. If we were to go in this place tonight and write down all of the goodness of God, all the times He was faithful, all the times He was forgiving, all the times He was merciful, we would be here for for days and months and years writing down oh God was good he woke me up this morning he put breath in my body I had food on the table I had food in my fridge and in the pantry I had a car in the driveway I had a bed to sleep on last night oh those are just little things there's some that can be here tonight that says I should have been an alcoholic I should have been a drug addict I should have been lost a long time time ago I should be six feet under but I had faith in someone higher than I I had faith in an almighty God I put my faith in him and him alone we talk about these men but it wasn't what the men did it was the faith in which these men did what they did and who they put their faith in What can faith do? Faith moved Abel. Faith translated Enoch. Faith opened Noah's heart. Faith motivated Abraham. 
Faith operated powerfully in Abraham. Abraham's faith made it logical that God could raise Isaac from the dead. Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle power. The power of faith prompted Isaac. Faith inspired Joseph. Faith prompted the parents of Moses. Faith enabled Moses. Faith stirred Moses. Faith opened the way. Faith pulled down Jericho's walls. Faith provided a way of escape. Their faith, Hebrews says, their faith fastened on to their promises and pulled them into reality. My, what would happen tonight if your faith could reach way up and take hold of those promises of God and pull them into your reality? And what we talked about this morning, this is my promise. This is my miracle. This is my word from God. If your faith could rise up tonight and quit lying dormant and quit just being a side item that you carry around and pretend like you use it when you need it and it would become everything again and you would say, God, I can't do this without you. I can't live this life without you. I can't face these hard realities without you. I need faith when I wake up. I need faith when I walk. I need faith when I go to bed at night. I need faith every day of my life. It was faith. Hebrews 11, 33 through 39. Who through faith subdued kingdoms Wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, who through faith out of weakness were made strong, who through faith waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scornings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted through faith, they were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all having obtained a good report through faith, through faith, received not the promise. Yet they endured all of that. Yet they never lost their faith. Yet they kept holding on and they kept trusting God and believing in God. And God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. You don't live the way they live 
and see the miracles they saw without faith. You don't see deaf ears unstopped without faith. You don't see blinded eyes opened without faith. Ladies do not see their babies resurrected from the dead without faith. But with faith. But through faith. But with the faith in a God that is greater than the grave, he can go and he can say, come forth. He can say, wake up. He can say, live again. He can say, take up thy bed and walk. He can say, you are healed. You are saved. You are set free. With faith, you can move mountains. But without faith you cannot. Scripture says by grace are you saved through faith. Faith in and of itself is great. It's given to all of us, every man given the measure of faith. But faith without works is dead. Having a vehicle is great. But if it just sits in your garage from the day you buy it until the day you die, what good was it to even have the car? Faith is great. Having faith is great, but if all it does is lie dormant in your back seat, if all it does is stay up on a bookshelf or stay in your nightstand drawer and you just treat it like it's Tylenol, then you don't really have faith. But when you are in impossible situations, when you have simple situations, great or small, it's the thing you go to and say when everything else fails, when everything else disappoints everybody else, I've got faith. I've got something that works. I know that it works. I've seen x-rays change from one appointment to the next. I've seen God break a fever in a moment. I've seen limbs extended. I've seen death ears unstopped I've seen miracle working power and it didn't happen because some cool preacher was there it didn't happen because somebody laid hands on you it didn't happen because we said the right words and some hocus pocus hoodoo stuff it happened because somebody had faith in God somebody said I know it's impossible I know there's no way it can happen but God you're able God you're able God you are able to work and to move and to save scripture says without faith it's impossible to please God so only with faith does it become possible to please God the woman with the issue of blood had faith but she put her faith to work and she put some action with her faith and she saw the miracle she had been seeking after because faith without works is dead. If she just sat there and said, oh, I've got faith, I've got faith and she just watched as he walked by and she kept saying, I've got faith, I've got faith. I've got faith. She would have watched him walk right by that day and nothing would have happened. But she said, no faith without works is dead. If I say I've got faith, then I better put some action to it. I better step out by faith. I better step out believing that what I'm saying about this man is true and that he really is able to heal my body. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
the evidence of things not seen. But Hebrews 11 doesn't just tell us what faith is, it speaks of what faith does. We do not step out and pray and declare because we know we can't do what needs to be done. But he said, have faith in God. When you go lay hands on somebody, it's not about you. It's not about you and what you've got and what you have to offer and, and what, where you've been and what you're capable of. We'll mess up all day, every day. But when you go and you pray, you say, well, I've done that before and nothing's happened. Well, guess what? If you pray for 10 people and none of them were healed, but could it be that the 11th that you go lay hands on is the very one that God wants to heal and wants to work in? Just because God doesn't don't mean He can't. Just because He hasn't done it yet doesn't mean that He won't. God wants to heal you. God wants you to be set free. God wants miracles to take place in this place. Let's all stand in this house tonight. We can't just want the Spirit to be something. We ought to desire it to be everything. Faith isn't something we have for some grand moment. Faith is something we ought to live with every day of our life. We've made faith about miracles and blinded eyes being opened and deaf ears being unstopped and the dead being raised again. And that faith is required in those great moments. But the truth is, faith is required in every moment. Faith is required in every moment. Faith is essential to my life, whether God heals or whether God does not heal. I've got to have faith. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Brother Garrett talked about it a few Sunday nights ago. He said... When the three Hebrew boys are there, they say, our God is able to deliver us from the fire. But even if He doesn't, what are you saying? I've still got faith either way. I still have faith in my God. Whether He chooses to heal me or whether He chooses to make me live the rest of my life with this sickness or with this problem and with this disease. That's hard. I, I get it. I get that that's a struggle. I get that that's frustrating. And God, why did you heal that one and not this one? Why did you take this one and not that one? Why do you let this one live who's a criminal and a sinner and a no good person and you, you took away a good man and you took away a good woman and, and we have all of these questions in our mind. But Scripture says we walk by faith and not by sight. Enoch's faith had nothing to do with blinded eyes being opened. He just had faith in God. He just walked with God. He trusted in God. Faith is not something we come and pray and believe because we didn't see something visibly that it wasn't the will of God or that I didn't have faith because there was no immediate result. My faith is discredited. No, sir, faith is when I can still say He can even when He hasn't. Faith is saying I believe even when nothing has changed. Faith is not some bottle that I have and I've got to preserve my faith, Brother Ryan. I've got to keep some for a special occasion. I might need it next week more than I need it today. No, you've got a faith every day. Every day. 
I have unlimited resource of faith. When everything else was gone, I had faith. When the doctors could give me nothing else, I still had faith. Faith is true faith. When you haven't received what you're looking for, but you still believe. It's real and genuine when you're persuaded that it's possible. Even when circumstances tell you that it's not. Maybe your circumstance tonight doesn't require faith. Maybe you have it under control. Maybe you've got it all mapped out and you know how it's going to go down. But I believe tonight that there is somebody. I believe there are multiple people here tonight. That they say, I do not know what I am going to do next. Everything that I thought was going to happen has not happened. The report I've been praying for, I did not get. The results that I wanted have not come to pass. The pain I've been praying for has not gone away yet. And tonight we're going to operate in faith. I want all of our ministers to come to the front right now. All of our ministers to come to the front right now. Brother Mitch, there's some bottles of oil right there. There's some oil right here. I'm not talking about you've just got some little thing that you can work out on your own and you've, you've already made up your mind what you're going to do. I'm talking about a situation that you are at a total loss and you're saying, God, I don't know what to do. God, it seems impossible. God, I don't know what's going to happen. If you have something like that going on in your life tonight... We are going to put our faith to test. We are going to put our faith in God. It's not going to be because Sister Shannon said some great word. It's not going to be because Brother Ryan just put his hand on the right spot. It's going to be because we put our faith in a God who said, I am able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or even think. And so right now, I open these altars to somebody that needs a divine touch from God. Step out in faith right now. Step out in faith right now. I don't care how many times you've been denied. I don't care how many times it's failed. I don't care how many bad results that you've gotten. We're going to put our faith in God. Let's watch what faith can do. We know how to say it. We know the scriptures. We know how to quote it. But right now, we have faith in God. God, I need a miracle. I need a miracle, God. Come on right now. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Come on. Have faith in God. He's still a miracle worker. Come 
Yeah.